Wolf and Luke. We could create a whole world in the mind of the listener simply by using sound effects. Ron Wolfley. Thud, 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 thud. Luke Lipinski. Huh. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Two of the show live from the auction community studios. It is Wolf and Luke here on this Thursday that I keep thinking is Friday. So 50 50, I'm walking in here tomorrow. Well, I'm glad I'm I'm not you, Luke, because (laughs) that really stinks when you think it's Friday. And it's only Thursday. That's going to be part of the new show open. Just you saying, boy, I'm glad I'm not you, Luke. <laughs> They're not going to cut, really cut everything else out. No, yeah. because I've been there. We've all been there. When you think it's a Friday and it's it's actually Thursday. Yeah. It can really mess you Two up. Two weeks in a row this has done this to me. It's going to be even worse for Vince because I mentioned it to Vince when he was walking out of here. And you could tell he kind of thought it was Friday for a second. So he, like, he thought he was done. Okay. Like I already, I, yeah. I at least know we're not done. There's mm. games that's going on. We got a Coyotes game tonight. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Um, I want to direct your attention to this uh, story that you actually put in your email too. Okay. Well, producer Wolf Action. We yeah. both had this okay, individual. NFL. dot com. The ideal first two picks for every NFL team. Uh, okay. Do you want to throw like a random team out there as a reference point, or do you want to start with the Cardinals? Um, yeah, give okay. me the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Okay, their ideal first round pick they have is Joey Porter at number five. Oh, Joey Porter Jr. Yes, that's true. And uh, and Osiris Torrance at number twenty because they have two first round picks because of Denver. Okay, tell me that's not going to happen. Yo, I'd be so fired up if that happened in a bad, negative kind of way. Well, they're going to get because somebody first of all, at five. Joey Porter Jr., you know, it, uh, okay, they're going to get somebody at five right there. Osiris Torrance? That's a 20. Yeah, yeah. he's the guard, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It, I, I, I would hate that. That might be the baddest dude in the draft. Really? In, in terms of wanting to drive you into the ground. And do it with malice. Well, we don't need him going to Seattle. Uh, what know, are you doing? Your your how do you do it? The the freak show for the NFL draft. Yeah, the freak this? show. Yeah, yeah. That, the, that's you're running out of the, time. The week of the okay. draft. All right. Yeah, you have to get that together. Right. As a matter of fact, you know, today's one not Friday. Day, you know. Okay. Typically. All right. Is he going to be one of them? Well, you'll have to wait and okay. see. I got to okay. listen. Wolf's freak show, but right there, Osiris Torrance. That guy is is a beater. This this is an offensive lineman that will drive you into the ground and do it with malice. So I I would hate to see them get him. Well, today's show is really teaching me I would hate to see the Seahawks get anybody. <laughs> and they have two first round picks. So I'm not really enjoying this. And again, I'll just say thanks, Denver. Uh for the Cardinals though, their ideal first two picks at number three overall, they have Will Anderson. We had Brock Heward in here earlier. He's like, go ahead, pass on him uh, because he wants Seattle to have a shot at him. That's right. So uh, that reinforced. There'll be no passing. And then at number. You shall not pass. At number 34, this uh, this name keeps coming up, Wolf. And if he's there at 34, I do wonder they have the Cardinals taking. 
Quentin Johnston, wide receiver, TCU. Did you see that touchdown catch Johnston made in the Fiesta Bowl? Not just the catch itself, but the 76 yards he covered on the ground. That single moment captures most of what Johnston has to offer for NFL teams. He has the height, he has the agility, but most importantly, he has the speed. He collected over 1,000 yards this past season and six scores as he helped the Horn Frogs go all the way to the national championship. The knock on Johnston would be his inconsistency catching passes, using his body more than his hands, something teams will surely consider when Johnston reaches the top of draft boards. NFL comp, former Bears and Eagles wide receiver, Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. 6-4-2-15, pretty good speed. He did, he missed, uh, he at least missed time. I don't know if he missed full games last year, but he definitely missed some time and still went over 1,000 yards. Yeah. Mm, let's see. Okay, he's a deep threat. He's a guy who can run by some people, and he's a big unit as well. It's one of the reasons why his hands aren't an issue for the most part when you throw it over the shoulder and he catches it against his body for the most part. Um, but we have seen wide receivers from time to time that had issues catching the ball, and you know how frustrating frustrating that can be correct uh yeah um i still would be on board as a second round pick i'd be on board with saying yeah okay that'd be great if they had quentin johnston in the second round i'd be okay with I, that. I mean look it would be a fun pick and i think he'd be a really fun player to have i find myself wondering if they'd be willing to burn a pick on a wide receiver when they have so many other more pressing needs unless they make a trade. You know, to me, if you trade down even one spot to the Colts and you get another second round pick and oh well, yeah, we have pick thirty four, we're also picking like five picks later or something, well then yeah, you have you have a little more to play with. I mean I think Quentin Johnston's gonna be a good player in the NFL. I just wonder if Monty Ossenfort's gonna look at it and say if we only have one pick there and it's early in the second round we have to go offensive line or we have to do this or that. But I if you tell me coming out of this draft that the Cardinals have Will Anderson and Quentin Johnston. Those are two legitimately exciting players to add to your team. Yeah, and and once again, uh, I like it because there is definitely a need for both the edge and a wide receiver. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, to me, is is going to be traded. He's going to be gone. He's he's not going to be here. I could be wrong on that. Well, I don't think he's going to be playing here. I don't know. Do you really think there's any way he's playing here next year? I don't. Yeah. To me, there is a chance if they do not get what they want, what are you going to just let them go? No, but I mean, could you not see a Jay Crowder situation again with the Cardinals? I I don't think he's going to play here. Man, um, I don't think so either. I think they're going to be able to move him because they're going to get something that they actually covet, something they want. They're going to get something of value. And I don't know if it's going to be what we think it should be, but I still it's believe not. that it's. You're uh, right. I know You've it's got not. Got to that point right that, now. Yeah. Okay, but still, second round pick. At this point, yes, I would take a second round pick. Two months ago, I'd have been like, "What second round pick for one of the best?" Yeah. At this point, if you told me, "Hey, uh, the Cardinals just traded DeAndre Hopkins," okay, what for a about a third round pick, round pick right now? <laughs> That's getting ridiculous. But I don't even think okay. they can get that right now. What do you get a fourth and a fifth? <laughs> Great. I mean, that's better than nothing. 
Um, it's better than nothing. You got to, hey, better than nothing, I think, is exactly what you have to think of right now. Because with D Hop and DeAndre Hopkins in that situation, man, it's, it's not looking good because of the salary, because of the contract that exists right now and the fact that you've got to renegotiate with DeAndre Hopkins. That's Quentin Johnston in that respect. And that's, that's, Probably the most realistic scenario anyway that DeAndre Hopkins won't be playing for the Cardinals next year. You do need a receiver. Do you feel confident going in with just Hollywood Brown and Rondale Moore as your main receivers? I know they like Zach Paschal, but I don't see Zach Paschal as a number one receiver. Yeah. Um, They also didn't really address this in free agency. I mean, again, I know they like Zach Paschal, but that would kind of lead me to believe that maybe they are looking at drafting one. Yeah, and they are two positions of need as well. Will Anderson on the edge and Quentin Johnston as the wide receiver. Perimeter, that's what they need. And I think at some point in time, understand that Kyler Murray is going to be back. He is. And I think it's going to be sooner as opposed to later. That's just me. Phoenix Suns are back in the playoffs. We are giving you the chance to score the hottest ticket in town. Those, of course, are Suns playoff tickets. So text ticket to 620-620. Register and listen for your name today during the noon and then the 5 o'clock hour for your chance to qualify for Game 1 tickets to see Kevin Durant and the Suns take on the L.A. Clippers on Sunday. Again, text ticket to 620-620. When we come back, speaking of the Suns, is this playoff run especially important for two members of the Suns in particular. We will get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. Welcome back to the show. We'll get back into football in about 15 minutes because uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. is going to join us in 15 minutes. Ha, ha, ha. Get that pumpkin pie ready to go. Do you know what you're going to ask him? Like, don't tell me, but just do you have questions like in your mind that you want to ask him? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. How do you like pumpkin pie? We'll start with that. <laughs> okay. no. Yeah, that's obvious. That's huge. Honestly, it's disgusting. Is this going to be like our last three interviews that we did where all three you didn't want to go to break and you were like <laughs> fighting with Maloney quietly in the background that, that yeah. we shouldn't go to break because you had like eight more questions yeah, to ask? Exactly. Because okay. yeah. it's going to be like extreme when we have milk hyper. Yes. Uh, nasty pumpkin pie. Uh, yeah, I'm actually with yes. you on that. Yes. You okay. and I actually agree on a food. Pumpkin pie is not good. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, we all know why. Just go ahead. We don't have to acknowledge it. We all understand why. I don't know why. I just know well, it doesn't just, taste good. It, it's nasty. Okay. It smells nasty. Uh, James Jones was on with Burns and Gambo yesterday talking about, obviously, the first-round matchup with the Clippers, and they asked him, hey, you know, if, if you win it all this year, does Chris Paul just call it a career at that point? No. I mean, Chris determines his out, outcome, and only he knows um, what he'll do um, when that time comes. And I don't expect that time to be anytime soon. Um, we're not even thinking that far ahead. Like we have a game on Sunday, and that that game on Sunday is the start of a, a playoff run for us. And um, you know, it, it's just about enjoying the moment and playing your best basketball at the right time. And I'm I'm confident our team uh, collectively will do that. Yeah, you know, right now, hopefully, nobody's thinking about Chris Paul and the future of Chris Paul and where it might be headed. Everyone, hopefully, is concentrating on the Clippers coming up and the postseason being here for the Phoenix Suns. 
Yeah, I believe that. I mean, the playoffs are just about to start. It's not like you have to, like, force yourself to focus in. Uh, But I do wonder because I feel like nationally – People look at the at the Suns' upcoming playoff run, and they say the pressure is on Chris Paul because he's never won a ring. And they say the pressure is on Kevin Durant because, in some people's minds, he hasn't won the right rings for them, right? I mean, that's basically what it is, I, I right? Just, it's the dumbest thing. Uh, it, it is. Yeah, why? No. And why is it the dumbest thing Because ever? he's won two. I mean, there, how many players do people lift up that have never won anything? Yeah, And okay. that's fine if that's right. your favorite player. I mean, there's, there are great players that haven't won a title. Yes. But if you, if you then come back to Kevin Durant, you're like, well, you're not as good because you were on good teams when you won those. Yeah. That's typically how players win titles. I didn't like it when he left Oklahoma City and went to the team that just took him out. No. I, I, I hated that competitively. How many finals MVP? Two. <laughs> yes. Okay, two. Not one, but two. Yes. Not, not one. Not, okay. Two If he wants finals to add a third, MVP. I'd be fine I, I'm with that. I'm just saying, okay, honestly, right now, that is a dumb argument. But that's out there. You know I, that's I know the perception that of Kevin Durant by a lot of people nationally as well. He's got to prove he can win one without Steph. Okay, so there's the, well, Chris Paul's got to prove he can win one. And Kevin Durant's got to prove he can win one without Steph. I think that's the national perspective. I think locally, at least for me, and I'm local, so <laughs> I'm looking at Chris Paul as <laughs> so rando local. Yeah, if we didn't tell uh, Maloney while she was gone, you learned what rando meant, and now yeah, you're just throwing it out. Because I don't think rando loco works together. Yes, um, that's we had to put that on a shirt. Too. Okay, okay. Wolf and local. Luke. Randa. Do you remember what the last shirt was? Um, no. As a matter of fact, I already dismissed that. <laughs> it, was it was your good. idea. I know. What was it again? It was Tell like me. knuckle <laughs> oh, guard. Yeah, knuckle was, down, guard up. There knuckle down, go. guard knuckle up. down, guard up. Yeah. That's right. I, I knew knuckles okay. went somewhere. Okay. Yes. Um, I think what was your point? Locally, I look at this as they got to get Chris Paul a, a ring. Chris Paul needs a ring because I don't know how much longer he's going to play. Uh but then the other guy I look at where this being a big playoff series, more so to me than Kevin Durant, is DeAndre Ayton. Because if they go deep, all is great. Right now it feels like all is great. If yeah. for some reason they were to bow out early again, I don't know if that talk starts back up. <laughs> okay, you know what? I get what you're saying. I'm not trying to dismiss what you're saying at all right now. But as a former player, I'm sorry, Luke. I, I focus on, you mentioned DA yep. and CP3 okay. right now. DA, just do you really think DA sits around and thinks about it? No. No. No, 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 no. I know. No. I don't think he does either. Zero percent chance he does. I And I wish he would. I think. I think it's the healthier way to go through life, though, the way he's doing it. I think you're right about that. And again, I don't hold that against him. I think it's just the guy that he is. And um, there's a lot of good in that. And there can be a lot of bad in that if he happens to be your starting center going into the playoffs sometimes. I'm just saying, you, you sometimes you'd like to be driven and have this awareness of, you know what, I better step up and give it everything I've got. I just don't know if DA thinks that way. CP3, I he knows who he is, and he has confidence. But you can't tell me he doesn't think about the postseason and all the injuries that have befallen him and beset him in the playoffs. I this guy has been around for a long, long time and played this game at such an incredibly high level. I do wonder when it's just he and the shadows creeping creeping across his bedroom ceiling at night, what he thinks about 
if he's awake at 2.30 in the morning. I do wonder about that. I have to think on some level. When when the playoffs ended last year and they ended so badly and they ended so badly specifically for Chris Paul with all the just the stuff that was going on around him that was seemingly out of his control and and they I mean they bowed out to a team that look didn't even make the play in tournament this year like for all of us that were frustrated last year because Dallas really wasn't that good this year just verified it <laughs> and they had Kyrie <laughs> had. <laughs> Past tense. I just, I'm assuming he's gone, right? We're all assuming Kyrie's gone, right? They didn't even think it was worth trying to play. Hey, Luca was walking around all upset when he used to be this incredibly uh, jovial, jovial, I guess is what I was looking for. (laughs) You get on me for pronouncing Tameric wrong. Exactly. Jovial person. And suddenly he was walking around with a long face. Well, he should be now because they quit on him. Um. Yeah, let's bring Kyrie back. I don't think that's going to happen. I Ron Wolfley. Do, I, if I'm Kyrie, report. do I want to come back to a team that's not I, trying I, to I win? I feel confident reporting that. Hey, Kyrie, <laughs> thanks. Okay, is that great? <laughs> Does that matter? I mean, why should it matter? I just feel like that's my opinion. I'm going to report it's it. 2023. If you just go on social media, <laughs> you can report anything as fast. My opinion. Yeah, just go ahead and do that. Okay. Reporting your opinion. <laughs> it doesn't work if you say you're reporting your opinion. You have to okay. pretend it's fact. But anyways, for me, it's Chris Paul. It is. It's CPT. Yeah, I never even, I got so sidetracked on the Mavericks. But the way that ended, I, I think a lot of us were like, was that was that Chris Paul's best chance? Did it just go down the drain? I mean, and I'm so I'm sure Chris Paul was like, that was probably it. it does, I mean, he's coming back. He knows he's going to keep playing and try to win, but they didn't have Kevin Durant at that point. Yeah. There was a lot of weirdness around that team at that point. I don't know. He's he's now got his new best chance to win. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he's stopping until so he gets again, one. Um, maybe he's waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning and the shadows are creeping. <laughs> Whenever. Just make sure you get enough sleep before the round two of the playoffs. Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, what does Mel Kuyper Jr. think the Cardinals will or should do at number three in the NFL draft? Yeah, we could look at his mock draft, Wolf, or we could just talk to Mel Kuyper Jr. The ESPN NFL draft expert is going to join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, Wolf, I can I can say with confidence that our next guest, there is nobody better to talk to about the NFL draft. Legend. Than Mel Kuyper Jr., of course, ESPN NFL draft expert who joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Mel, I know you're busy. Thank you for the time. How are you doing? And McShay just screamed at me. Tell him I'm the best. I just got that word from McShay. <laughs> now, how are you doing, man? I'm great. Well, how are you guys doing out there in sunny, warm Phoenix? We're, we're loving we're, it. Yeah, we're loving the weather. We're, we're trying to figure out if there's a way we can, we can get uh, draft picks and still get Will Anderson. Is there any way that's possible in your mind? I'm hearing all this stuff about Houston now maybe moving out of two, which we're not taking a quarterback. I don't know what the deal is there when you have a C.J. Stroud or a Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and you don't have a quarterback or you're going to wait till next year. Houston kind of baffles me a little bit, but they surprised us last year taking Derek Stingley Jr. over Sauce Gardner, and maybe they'll do it again, which would make Harry. Can you imagine if they took somebody other than a quarterback, how valuable that Arizona pick would be at three? Yes. Oh, my goodness. That would be incredible. 
incredible right there because we're assuming C.J. Stroud would drop down or maybe Bryce Young. Who's your best quarterback in this draft, Mel? It's Bryce Young uh, by just the slightest of marches because he got his weight over 192. About two months ago, I told McShay, I said, he's got to be 195 or higher for me to make him QB1. And he came in at 204. Now, we know that was a manufactured 204. He'll probably play at 190, 195, hopefully. But he at least he got it over 195 for that moment. But uh, he gets the slight edge. But it looks like he's going number one. It looks like you can write that in pen now that Bryce Young is going number one to Carolina, which kind of takes a lot of the mystery and intrigue away from that, because that's all you're hearing now, that that's kind of their decision has been made. Whether that's true or not, we'll find out. But that would mean that Houston normally would pencil in Stroud. But now they're saying, our insiders, Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen are saying, hey, not so fast on that one, that that could be an interesting spot for a curveball. Now, they always say, hey, with Deshaun Watson's agent, same agent as C.J. Stroud, who knows how that impacts things, I don't know. But it wouldn't bother me. I'm taking the best player. If I need, if I need a quarterback, and he's my second highest rated quarterback or my number one quarterback which he could be and then you can maybe get Jackson Smith and Jigba his former teammate at wide receiver just like with Burrow and Chase and Tua and Waddle and Devontae and Hurts you get that synergy quarterback to receive they could do that but it looks like hey they may have a different idea in place. Mel Kuyper Jr. Uh, joining us right now. Mel, if that weird scenario played out where Houston didn't, where Houston basically took Will Anderson, I mean at that point the Cardinals have to trade the pick right? There's nobody else that's worth considering there? Well, normally it would be Jalen Carter, but you know, with the character concern, I get that. Uh, then you say, okay, if we're going to just get a haul, we're going to get a haul back in return for the third pick, let's go ahead and trade that pick. I mean, Will Anderson Jr., say he were there, and you say, well, are we going to give up Will Anderson? If, if, say, two becomes a quarterback, whether it's Stroud or whether it's Anthony Richardson, that's what you hear a little bit, that maybe they'll audibleize the Anthony Richardson over Stroud, and that would still leave Will Anderson Jr. there. But, you know, I mean, Todd and I have talked about him, and Todd said, Way special. I said, way special as a kid, as a young man. Great girl on scale, one to ten character wise. He's a twenty. He's not a special pass rusher, even though his sack numbers were through the roof two years ago. It's the stunts and the twists that they do at Alabama that freed him up. But uh, yeah, he's not explosive out of the blocks like Von Miller or Miles Garrett. He doesn't have the bend of those two. So I think he'll be a ten sack a year guy, which will be great. There's no question. You want eight to ten sacks from a guy. Hutchinson had nine and a half sacks as a rookie with the Lions, and were raving about his rookie year. So, uh, but I, he's not the 18, 15 to 18 sack a year guy. So that's where I think Will Anderson Jr., that's why I had him trading down and getting Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, who I'm not as high on as Todd is. But at 11, a kid with that kind of athletic prowess and physical ability, if you coach him up, he would make sense at that point. Okay, Mel, right now, Mel Kuyper Jr., right now, I'm going to ask you, who, who is the best football player in this draft? Football player only Wolf would be Jalen Carter uh, from Georgia defensive tackle. Um, a guy that I'll tell you what. He, uh, talking about football players and, and guys are just ballers out there. The Devin Witherspoon at Illinois is a heck of a corner. Uh, yeah, he just impresses you with his physicality, his ball skills, uh, just the way he plays the game. I mean, he just is just out there every week. He doesn't have a weakness and he, he just consistent. He does everything. He's complete. I think Devin Witherspoon is hard to, and I don't like the corners because you never know. There's not Deion Sanders out there, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I think certainly he's, uh, he's up there and he's special. So Witherspoon to me, 
me after he ran at 4-4. You know, he had a hamstring at the combine. Hamstring wasn't ready for his pro day. Pushed it to the last past week, ran a 4-4. So not super big, you know, for the cornerback spot. Christian Gonzalez, Oregon, is bigger. But I would think, you know, Carter Witherspoon would be two on the defensive side of the ball, two of the best players in this draft. Talking to Mel Kuyper Jr., uh, Mel, obviously we're looking for ways for the Cardinals to be able to maximize that trade if they do it, and that means quarterback value. How much, in your mind, does Lamar Jackson's situation impact the top of this draft? really know. I, I was almost just going to say not at all, because I, I'm here in Baltimore, and all we keep hearing is they're stuck with each other, the Ravens and Lamar. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just been unfortunate the way this has played out. I mean, you know, Lamar's got fences to mend in that locker room with those players. This organization made him an, an offer. I thought it was very fair. He didn't take it. Then they were going to give him the exclusive franchise tag. Well, he wasn't going to be here necessarily for OTAs, and, and maybe just come in for the start of training camp, not really try to learn Todd Monken's offense during the offseason like they wanted him to. And they said, okay, we'll give you the non-exclusive tag for $32.5 million. So right there you're talking about $12.5 million in that differential. So to make him happy, I don't know how, first, I don't know how he's happy coming. If you want to be happy at 45, he's going to be happy at 32.5. So to try to make him happy, then try to get him incentives for a one-year deal up to close to 45, which would be more than Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen have, and only $1 million less than Deshaun Watson has. So and what I don't understand, guys, is why Lamar Jackson just didn't take the exclusive franchise tag, live with it, be happy with it, and, and just go out and have a great year and, and see what happens next year. The legendary Mel Kuyper Jr. joining us here on the Wolf and Luke Show. Okay, Mel, what are the deepest positions in the draft? Tight end is loaded, Wolf. Tight end is the position that I would say is the deepest. Cornerback is very deep uh, as well. Uh, the other positions, it's not a good draft overall. Uh, you know, it's a, it, it doesn't mean you can't come out of this seven-round draft with some really good players and have an eight-plus draft. You can. You just got to pick the right guys. And I said about, a, about three months ago, if you come out of this draft, if we're looking back five years from now, and we look back at this draft and we give the Arizona Cardinals an A or a B grade, give the scout a raise because they would have earned it because this is a tricky year with a lot of guys who have question marks. It's hard to separate certain guys in position, hard to find guys at certain spots to fill out a top 100, uh, you know, let alone a top 200. I think I got to 60 guys and I'm struggling. So uh, it is a draft where you've got to really hope your scouts have really done their job and, and earned uh, yeah, every uh, cent because this is a tricky draft. This is one of the, the I think it's one of the toughest drafts to evaluate I've done in a long time. Who's the best blocking tight end in the draft? Uh, Michael Mayer and Darnell, I think potentially Darnell Washington, I would say from Georgia, could be. He's a freak. Uh, some people even may be looking at him as an offensive tackle, okay, because <laughs> of his size. So, uh, you know, remember we've had a lot of tight ends transitioned offensive tackle in the NFL over the years. So, uh, you know, Andy Heck being one of them. Um, so I think that's a guy that I would say, boy, you know, people say, why didn't he catch more passes? Well, you got Brock Bowers, who was a phenom as a freshman, is only a sophomore this year, will be a draft eligible guy next year out of Georgia. That's why I didn't catch more passes. But uh, he's a uh, he's a match, matchup nightmare. So he would be the guy. Michael Mayer would be right there as well from Notre Dame. Mel, who's a guy you like in this draft? It doesn't have to be at the top of the draft, but just a guy you think somebody's going to get a steal with. 
I'll tell you what, uh, I like Marvin Mims Jr., the wide receiver at Oklahoma. I think he's an underrated guy. He caught a ton of balls in high school, prolific there, goes to Oklahoma, was going to go to Stanford. He committed to Stanford, and he ran 4-4 at the Combine. He's a 39 vertical guy, caught the ball in traffic, contested throws, could beat you deep, take the top off the defense, love the kid. I think if you can get him in the late second, early to mid-third round, he's one of those guys I would jump at. And I'll give you a sleeper as a receiver late, T.J. Luther out of guard. Gardner Webb, formerly of Wofford, kick return guy at Wofford. Then he runs a four four at six foot and change one eighty. Had phenomenal games against Coastal Carolina and Liberty this year. Uh, he's a nice late rounder, priority free agent that a lot of people haven't heard about. That I think has a chance to make an NFL roster. Okay, now who's the baddest man in this draft? I hear I'm talking about somebody that will drive you into the ground. Who who is that dog? That you've seen Ooh, uh, Jordan Reed, who does a great job at ESPN, he, he brought up uh, Deontay Banks at Maryland, the corner, who is just an aggressive, tough, physical corner who will do exactly that. I think when you look at the top of the board, uh, you know, certainly Jalen Carter will, but I think when you look at, at uh, Joey Porter Jr. corner and the Deontay Banks, they will do that. I'll tell you, you look at the, and they always look at linebackers. Who's going to be the tough, the old Mike man? Who's going to be the tough throwback linebacker that can give you exactly that? Uh, I think Trenton Simpson is more than just a throwback. He's an all-around guy. He could have played any way, any any decade, any era. <laughs> Trenton Simpson from Clemson, 4-4 guy, physical, played off-ball, played outside, got after the quarterback, covers running backs, tight ends. I think Trenton Simpson from Clemson may be one of the more underrated standouts in this draft. Mel, great stuff as always, man. We Thank appreciate you, the insight. Thank you. You guys are the best. I appreciate it. Call anytime. Right. Take care, guys. You, See you all. Thank you, man. That's uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. He said, right, uh, Bryce Young to Carolina down in Penn. And so I literally did. Here's here's all the stuff I've written down that you've said today, Wolf. You see, <laughs> big empty sheet. But when Mel Kuyper Jr. says Bryce Young's going one to Carolina, write it in pen. I did that. All right, the uh, Phoenix Suns are back in the playoffs, and we are giving you the chance to score the hottest ticket in town. Suns playoff tickets. Just text ticket to 620-620. Register and listen for your name today during the 12 p.m. and 5 p.m. hours for your chance to qualify for Game 1 tickets. To see the Suns take on the Clippers, that's ticket to 620-620. When we come back... How does James Jones think the Suns match up against the Clippers? He told us yesterday, and we'll react to it next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. All right. Great to have uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. join us last segment. If you missed that, I would uh, encourage you to check out the uh, the podcast. You should be checking out the podcast every day anyway, like Wolf does. Wolf, you listen to the show on the way home every day, don't you? Um, yeah, Luke. You don't even sure. know how to fire up a podcast, do you? Of course you? not. Uh, but we'll, we'll react to some of what uh, Mel said later on in the show because it does kind of bring up an interesting scenario if you want to trade out of the pick maybe you're better off if Houston takes Will Anderson we'll get into that uh we're going to go basketball here though and i was i referenced Kellen Olson's uh the fourth part of that uh, that that series preview he has up on arizonasports.com today and i was reading through it before the show wolf and just kind of taking a trip down memory lane the last time the suns and clippers played in the playoffs and I don't know about you, but to me, I think of that series and I immediately think campaign came up big, 
right? Western Conference Finals 2021. He did. Uh, I took some monster individual efforts. I remember Reggie Jackson making that series a lot more stressful than it felt like it needed to be. I remember Kawhi not playing. I don't know how I forgot that this happened in that series, but the value oop happened in that series. <gasps> You're right. And the second I like the second You're that clicked right. in my brain, I was like, man, that series. I haven't thought about that since. Well, you just said it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think of the other team. I wow. just think of the play, right? I don't think of like who the other team was, the was standing there watching was against the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, if that doesn't happen, they might not wow. win that series. Oh. You know, again, uh, this is something that I can't wait to see. This is a growth opportunity for DeAndre Ayton, base and earnings. It really is when it matters the most. What you need the most from DeAndre Ayton, when it matters the most, is some physicality. And I'm not talking about five fouls in 18 minutes. You, you've got to be smart, of course. But they need some physicality and some presence in the paint from DeAndre Ayton. They need that in this series. Or who knows where it could go. Yeah, and, and I guess that's sort of my point. Is like that series that they won in six games a couple years ago was a it was close. It was a close series, and it was six games. People think, well, if it's not seven, it's not close. No, it was close, and the Clippers didn't have Kawhi. Now things have changed so much because sure. the Suns do have Kevin Durant, the Clippers do have Kawhi, but they don't really have Paul George. Right. So there's just there's a lot of moving parts, obviously, and they're not. They're not small moving parts. Like this is like this is not. Hey, you know, I kind of redid the paint job on my car. It's like no, I exchanged the engine for a different engine. I mean, these are these are big moving parts. James Jones was on with Burns and Gambo yesterday, and they just asked him flat out, "How do you think your team matches up with LA?" I think well, I think we do. I think um, you know, like both teams are really balanced. Uh, both teams have have players that have played in the playoffs and been extremely effective. Um, both teams have winners, guys that know what it takes. And so um, it's going to be a challenge for us. You know, they're a virtual team. Uh, they they play extremely well um, together. Um, you know, Ty Lue's a, a great coach. Uh, but I think our guys are expecting uh, a great challenge and ready for that challenge. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, they better be ready for it because I think Ty Lue is going to have his guys ready to go. And anytime you're going to play the Phoenix Suns and the talent of the Phoenix Suns and the Suns, make no mistake, are the more talented team, especially with Paul George right now on the shelf. They are the more talented team. Even with Paul George, they would be the more talented team. But I think there, it takes talent and toughness to win almost any professional sport when you stop and think about it. Talent and toughness. And I think the toughness part of it is where Ty Lue is going to focus in on and challenge the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you bring up Ty Lue. Uh, James Jones talked about him as well. And, and Ty Lue is like one of those guys. You start talking to players around the league, he is one of the most respected coaches in the game. This is what James Jones had to say about him. He's one. You know, he's he's a winner. He's, he's one as a player and as a coach. And He's had a, a multitude of lineups and, and multiple uh, iterations of his teams, and he, he consistently finds a way to keep them competitive and, and, and for those those guys, no matter who's playing, to play well. Um, and, and so he, he just competes, and, and I've, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him and uh, a healthy respect for him because I know um, when, when it comes comes down to, to the playoffs, um, he's, he's willing and, and, and ready to do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. willing and ready to do whatever it takes. Like, you know what? Hey, get up on Chris Paul. Okay? Don't, don't back off him. Get up on him and hack him, please. 
Um, I, I wonder if he's willing to do that or say that. Maybe he doesn't even have to say that. Maybe that's something the players already know. The other part of this series that I'm surprised hasn't been talked about more is Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook obviously have quite the history, right, together in Oklahoma City. Then there was the the way KD left. Remember all that that drama? Russell Westbrook's like, yeah, he never even told me. He just left. And who knows what ultimately played out there. And they seem to be fine now. They have been for a while. But still, there's history between those two. Uh, here's KD talking about Russ. I think Russ is competitive against any player he plays against. I don't think it was just specific to me. I think uh, uh, a lot of the fans uh, and the people that were watching, uh, it was was high intensity for them. It was entertainment for them. So for his players, it's just another game. It's regularly scheduled programming. But Russ is that way. I played with him so long and watched him for so long. He was that way against everybody. So I don't expect anything different. Russ is kind of crazy on the court. (laughs) Like he's, by all accounts, counts is a great dude and some of the stuff he does off the court like just like yeah. genuinely a, a really good guy but on the court he's crazy and and I go back to what Monty Williams said last week of like I, I don't understand why people have gone so far the other way and written him off as a bad player because uh, he's not and so you hope that he doesn't like wake up in the series not that I think Russell Westbrook is, would just swing the, the whole series single handedly but I don't want Russell Westbrook looking over at Kevin Durant and being like Okay, I'm going to play the best basketball I've ever played. Yeah. Save it for next year, Russ. Yeah, no. Uh, um, you know, I, I, when we talk about this series, and I'm not trying to poo-poo anything you just said, but when I talk about this series, Luke, I can't help it. I, I think of the physicality again and okay. how much I think that DeAndre Ayton is going to be integral to this. Now, now listen, I, I think the Suns, if you told me going into this series that DeAndre Ayton was going to was going to play with physicality, was going to actually bring some intensity and do it consistently, uh, I, I'd i say this is over in four or five. Elliot has a choice. Like, I think he will, whether he has that mindset going into game one or not, because I think the Clippers are going to force him to do it. So I don't know what that does to your your uh, belief see, I, system I, over I, there. I know it's it's going to be. That's why I think honestly, a lot of people are talking about Chris Paul, and I get it, rightfully so, and the pressure on Chris Paul, and how's he going to react to this? Uh, for me, I, I'm thinking more of DeAndre Ayton because uh, I don't think teams like the Clippers look at the Phoenix Suns and think of the the Suns being a physical team, and it's one of the reasons why they're going to come in and they're going to test. They're going to poke and they're going to prod, and they're going to test the physicality of the Phoenix Suns. Why wouldn't you? That's no, you what would. you would do. And, w- and who's at the, the center of that? It's DeAndre Ayton, literally, at the center. Let's go. This is going to be this is going to be really important that D.A. is that presence and plays with that physicality because I think they're going to throw it against him with Zubats, Mason Plumley, two seven-footers that are 250 pounds. Throw it around. They're just a physical team regardless of who they're going up against. And We had Torrey Craig on the show yesterday. And you asked him, like, you like you like to be physical, don't you? Because we asked him, like, you guys have enough physicality. And he rattled off some guys, obviously. But you know, Torrey Craig, no doubt that he will get into it with the Clippers if that's how they want to play. But the Suns need Torrey Craig, too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. It can't just be like, hey, Torrey Craig has five fouls uh, by the third quarter because nobody else was being physical. So your point is well taken. Whether it's D.A. and, and he's probably going to be at the center of it because that's who the Clippers are going to attack, it can't just be one or two guys or you're going to be shorthanded. 
Uh, coming up next, we'll take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.